Hello and welcome to the first episode of the 90 and Extra Time podcast. My name is Rob and uh, it's a podcast that I've wanted to start for a really, really long time. Um, finally had the time to do it. Um, I'm constantly talking about football with my friends, family. They get a little annoyed. Um, so I figured what better way to uh, be able to talk about soccer and with a podcast of my own. Um, just a little bit of information about me. I am an American living in Europe. Um, so I have an abundance of football around me year-round, Champions League, Europa League. I live in Germany, so I have the Bundesliga, second Bundesliga. Um, yeah, My favorite team is uh, VFB Stuttgart. Uh, it's the my local team here. I've been following them now for probably about 15 years now. Um, had some good years. They've been having some really, really bad years lately. Uh, they just got relegated to the second division of German football. Um, but they just had their first game of the season last Friday, um, and they won. Uh, They're playing against Hanover, and uh, final score was 2-1. A lot of rain in that game, but uh, it was still a really good game. Um, and Stuttgart actually scored all three goals in the game because the one goal that Hanover had was an own goal. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of a lot of cards. I think there was nine yellow cards, two red cards, and like I said, it was raining like crazy. So the second half of the game was completely different from the first. Ball wasn't traveling well. It was just it was a mess, but. Whatever. In the end, they got the three points, started off the season well, because they did not end last season well at all. Uh, they were in the relegation playoff. They played against Union Berlin, who was a second division team, and Union Berlin ended up uh, winning it. So they moved up to the Bundesliga and knocked Stuttgart down to the second league, which is pretty bad. But bright spot. You know, maybe this year Stuttgart will have a better year. They're playing lesser competition. Um, and also, you know, for the first time, possibly ever, I'm not even sure, uh, we'll get to have a Berlin Derby. Union Berlin uh, against Hertha Berlin two times this season. So that'll be good for the people of Berlin. Not so good for us uh, Stuttgart fans, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so we'll see how this season goes. Um, so, like I mentioned, I'm an American. Um, grew up watching baseball and American football. Um, so, during this podcast, you may or may not hear me refer to it as uh, soccer instead of football. Sorry, but you know it's something that's ingrained in me. Um, but I first started watching football at the '94 World Cup. Uh, the U.S. hosted that. Um, I don't even believe that the U.S. had a major league um, of soccer prior to that. I, th I actually believe that one of the stipulations for the U.S. being able to host the World Cup was that they would establish a uh, a professional top-tier American league, which you know we still have now. It's the MLS, um, you know, which is doing better than it was you know 15, 20 years ago, but it's still not on the same level as the the major leagues here in Europe. Um, so yeah, I watched every game because you know same time zone. 
I watched every game of the 94 World Cup. Um, but, you know, after the World Cup was over, went back to watching baseball, football, American football, and uh, basketball. Because those are, you know, with hockey, those are the four main sports in the U.S. So I basically completely stopped watching football. Then uh, I moved to Germany for the first time in 1999. And the following year was Euro 2000. So again, another major tournament. Um, I'm here in Germany. So it's the same time zone. Um, and I watched every single game of that competition. Uh, I was actually rooting for Portugal at the time. Um, mainly because I liked the colors of the uniforms. Um, and there was something about the way that Luis Figo was was playing at that time. Um, yeah, watched every single one of that game. Uh, and it was, it was an amazing tournament. Amazing. Um, but in 2001, I ended up moving back to the U.S., back to American football, back to, you know, all the sports that I know. Wasn't really following the MLS at all. Um, then luckily in 2003, <laughs> I came back to Germany and to the Stuttgart area. And, uh, the first club match that I ever watched, um, it was in the beginning of October of 2003 and it was Stuttgart against Manchester United in the Champions League. And I'm pretty sure it was the first uh, like group stage game that Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo had ever played in. So I had heard of his name, you know, before how he was supposed to be this amazing player, uh, but I didn't really know anything about him. I didn't really know anything about Manchester United either, or Stuttgart, VFB Stuttgart for that matter. So I'm in Stuttgart. The game is in Stuttgart. I'm in my hotel room. I watched the entire game. Uh, Stuttgart ended up winning 2-1. Now, I knew Manchester United was a big team. You know, that name, it's like mentioning the Yankees or the Cowboys or the Chicago Bulls of the 90s, the Lakers. It's a big name in football, in the sports world in general. And to, to see that Stuttgart, this, this small city in southwest Germany, had beat one of the giants of international football was was pretty amazing the city was crazy that night you know i had never seen anything like that you know no i've never seen like a a team win a super bowl and see the parade or whatever but this was just a normal group stage match and stuttgart had beat one of the biggest teams in europe and the city was partying like they had won you know the champions league i mean it was it was pretty pretty ridiculous um so, you know, that season I watched a few more Stuttgart games, but I wasn't really invested in it. Uh, it was just not something that I really cared about at the time. Um, so then, you know, the following year was the European Championships. Again, I watched that entire tournament. Um, wasn't really rooting for a specific team. Um, didn't really have a vested interest in it other than, you know, watching it. I enjoyed it. It was it was pretty, pretty nice. Um, but again, I was still focused on my American football. Um, then you, you have the world cup in, uh, 2006 in Germany. There were actually games in Stuttgart, which was amazing. Uh, I remember the Netherlands playing against, uh, Cote d'Ivoire or the Ivory coast. 
uh, France playing Switzerland. I remember like, you know, the atmosphere in the city around those games. Uh, but the biggest, the biggest game that was held in Stuttgart, I actually wasn't here for, I was out of the country, but it was Germany against Portugal for that third place game. But I, I missed that game. Didn't, didn't get a chance to see it. Um, but luckily for me, I've been able to be in, uh, Europe, in Germany for every Euro championship since 2000 and you know next year there really is no host country for the tournament but I will be here for that as well and there are games in Munich there won't be games here in the Stuttgart area but uh, I applied with the UEFA for tickets so hopefully I'll find out in the next uh, I don't know two weeks or so whether or not I get tickets for that um, so that'll that'll be interesting hopefully everything uh, works out I guess we'll see um, this has been a, a big year for football. I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, just how big. Um, but we had five major tournaments that, that happened this year. Um, earlier this year, we had the, the AFC Asian Cup, which, you know, probably doesn't get a lot of coverage outside of Asia. Um, but that was a, a really big tournament. In the beginning, there were, you know, there, there were a lot of blowouts, um, and, but the final ended up being Japan versus Qatar. And surprisingly, you know, Japan and, you know, now Australia, now that they're in the AFC again and not in the uh, Oceania Federation. Um, you know, typically, Japan and uh, Australia are the powerhouses, but not this year. Uh, Qatar managed to beat Japan to win the AFC Cup, the AFC Asian Cup, which was surprising. But uh, I think that that ultimately helped both Japan and Qatar, you know, being in that final. That helped them to get uh, invited to the Copa America, which was this year. You know, the Copa America is always a huge tournament, but because South America only has 10 teams, um, they invite two teams from outside. And this year, it was Japan and Qatar. Um, the Copa America overall, I think, was a, a good competition. Um Obviously, Japan and Qatar did not do well. Usually, the invitees don't do well. Unless Mexico, they've had some success. Um, at the last tournament, the U.S., I believe they made it to the semifinal, but no invitee has ever won the Copa America. It's always won by a team from Comnebol. Um, as I mentioned, this was a, to me, this was a good tournament. Um, you know, there was some VAR issues and you know, the whole issue with uh, Lionel Messi and the, the red card and him getting sent off. Um, but other than that, I thought it was a really good tournament, organized well. Um, Chile, you know, they weren't able to defend their title, but, uh, you know, Brazil prevailed. I mean, they everybody expected them to win it. It was in Brazil. Um, I think, you know, even though Neymar wasn't there, they lost him. It didn't really affect them. Um but, uh, yeah, the, the Brazilian team, they, they performed well. That was the, the second, or excuse me, the first major tournament of the summer, um, what some people have dubbed the summer of football because there was so much, um, you know, so many big competitions going on. Um, there was also, which the, the one tournament that seems to never really get a whole lot of coverage when it's going on, it may be because, you know, it's a little off during the summer, uh, because it was usually held during the winter, 
but was the uh, Africa Cup of Nations. That was that was this summer. First time that it's been held in the summer. Um, it was held in Egypt, originally supposed to be in Cameroon. You know, they were having some logistical issues, um, possibly some political issues, and CAF decided to move it from Cameroon to Egypt. Um, and, you know, again, you know, fans were complaining about ticket sales and, you know, logistics, you know, because obviously the distances um, crossing the continent, continent of Africa are, you know, they're pretty great. Uh, so you saw a lot of empty stadiums, but I believe that it was a good competition. Um, Egypt were the favorites to win it, you know, them and I would say Nigeria, but because the, the tournament was held in Egypt, the Egyptians were favored. Uh, Mo Salah, you know, coming off a, a great year for his club, Liverpool. Uh, but they were not able to to close it out. And the final ended up being Senegal and Algeria. Um, and Algeria prevailed. I mean, so they're, they're the champions of, of Africa. Surprising? Um, yes. But, uh, I mean, they, they just played better than everybody else. Um, the last major tournament of uh, of the summer the summer of football to me was possibly the best I, I think it was the best was the uh the women's world cup uh which was held in france um you know some of the first games were kind of blowouts especially that, that u.s thailand game but uh you know once it got into the the semi-final and then obviously the final the the level of football didn't change, but it was it was really 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 entertaining to watch. I mean, I I always think that the women put on an amazing game, and you know, some people say, oh, it's not the same as watching the men, but to me, football is football. It doesn't matter who's playing it. Um, it it's it's a good game to watch, you know. And uh, you know, me being an American, seeing the U.S. women prevail for the fourth time is uh, is pretty amazing. I think they were the favorites going in. Uh, even though, you know, the Netherlands, you know, they were the reigning, still the reigning European champions. Um, but the French and also the England team, you know, they, they put up a, a good fight. Um, but, you know, the U.S. women won it again. So uh, we'll see how, how they look going forward. But I, I thought the team looked amazing. They, they looked unstoppable. They won every game that they played at the tournament. Um which to me is is pretty impressive. I mean, I don't think that that can be said about most of the uh, the tournaments that happen on the men's side, um, where you know you don't even allow for a draw, which is is very very impressive. So uh, we'll see how they are going forward. You know that France is going to come back strong in the Euros in two years. Same thing with the Netherlands and England. The England team is is uh they're they're constantly improving i mean they've, they've gotten so much better and you know i've heard a lot of people talk about how these other teams are closing the gap between them and the united states um and i mean it was it was evident from this tournament the u.s did not just walk through this tournament they had to uh they had to put you know forth a, a pretty decent effort to beat you know some of the teams especially in the, the later stages of the tournament but uh yeah i thought it was a great tournament we also had the CONCACAF Gold Cup, uh, you know, which is the confederation that the United States plays in. Um, typically, there's really only, you know, two teams that uh, everybody talks about in CONCACAF. It's uh, the United States 
and Mexico. Um, those are the two biggest rivals in in Concacaf. Um, the, it was the Concacaf Gold Cup was held in the United States this year, um, and unfortunately, the final again ended up being the United States and Mexico, and Mexico ended up winning it. Um, there were no real you know shocks or upsets or surprises in this one. Um, I think everybody expected Mexico to win it. Um, but I will say that uh, the team that I guess you know surprised me a little uh, was Curacao. Um, they managed to make it out of their group, um, and they were in a group with Jamaica, El Salvador, and Honduras. And I never, never would have would have thought that Curacao would have made it out of the group stage. Um, I mean, once they made it to the knockout stages, um, you know, the United States beat them in the uh, the quarterfinals. But um, I was actually surprised that, that they made it as far as they did. Um, so I guess we'll see, you know, what happens with them going forward. Um, you know, as an American, I am, you know, happy, though, that the United States was able to, uh, to beat Trinidad and Tobago, unlike we were able to do during World Cup qualifying. And Trinidad and Tobago prevented us from uh, making it to the 2018 World Cup. Um, but unfortunately, the U.S. was not able to you know, to win this one or to win, you know, the gold cup. Um, and that went to Mexico again, you know, who is, uh, the strongest team in CONCACAF. I mean, the U S is right there and you have teams like Canada that are, that are, you know, closing the gap, uh, cause Canada now has their own, um, professional league. You know, they don't, it's not just the three teams that are in the, uh, the MLS or the U S but Canada has its own league, the Canadian, uh, premier league, I believe it's called. Um, so they're getting better, they're improving, um, and you know, Concacaf. It is what it is. You know, they're they're getting better. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes in the future. I am really looking forward to this upcoming season, though. Um, as I mentioned, you know, Stuttgart is gonna try to get back up to the Bundesliga this year. Uh, we'll see how that works out. I'm gonna see how many games I can make it to this year. Last year, I was only able to make it to maybe four or five. Um, you know, but I was able to make it to the, uh, the season opener for them. They actually played the first game of the second Bundesliga campaign at home, which was good. Um, so for one day they were on top of the table. So, uh, we'll see how they, how they go moving forward. Um, but yeah, this, this upcoming season should be really good. You know, obviously the English premier league is always, uh, always interesting. We'll see how uh, how Liverpool and Man City how they do. Um, you know, I tend to follow Arsenal in the EPL. Um, they've been making a lot of a lot of big signings uh, over the last week or so. So we'll see how that works out for them. Um, you know, obviously Champions League is always big. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I think Juventus obviously this year is going to be the team to beat, even though you know Liverpool are the defending champs. Um, but you know, we'll see Barcelona, you know, they were really close to making it to the final last year. They've added Griezmann. Um, so we'll see. Uh, there's still a lot of moves that need to be made and are going to be made. Um, you know, Real Madrid is still holding on to Gareth Bale now. Um, I think Real Madrid, you know, they'll be pretty good this year, but we'll see. Um, now that Zidane is back, they've picked up Hazard. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it should be it should be interesting. The the Champions League this year will be very very interesting. Um, 
I'll be looking forward to the group stage draw. As always, same thing with the Europa League. Um, what else? The, the German Bundesliga, I probably will not be paying too much attention to this year. As I mentioned, my team is in the second second Bundesliga. But, uh, you know, obviously I'll still follow it because, you know, you want to see how teams perform. And, um, you know, obviously I mentioned earlier that uh, Union Berlin, Hertha Berlin, uh, Derby two times this year. That'll be interesting to watch, you know. Berlin is such a such an iconic city and for them to finally have both of their teams in the the top flight of German football will be will be pretty amazing to uh to see. Um you know, but for now we're going to have to watch, you know, third division Germany football, second division and we have all these super cups coming up in the next coming weeks. Um you know, and in the US right now there's the international champions cup going on which basically is just friendlies and you know it, it's actually over it's in three different countries um i don't know why they keep expanding it like that but uh you know it's just another friendly tournament where there's a trophy at the end even though you can win the trophy and never had played another team each team plays i think three or four games um you know some of the games are interesting some of them aren't uh, I've only been able to watch a few of them again, the time difference uh, between the U.S. and where I'm at in Germany. Um, yeah, so we'll see. It's going to be a big year and starting next month. And, you know, today is uh, I'm recording this on July 29th. So next month is in a few more days. And I know next Saturday uh, there should be a lot of big games. Um, We'll have Dortmund playing Bayern in the German Super Cup and Manchester United against uh, AC Milan um, in the International Champions Cup, you know, which is still a friendly, but it should still be a pretty entertaining game. And also um, in England, the, the, the championship starts up uh, on Saturday, match day one. So, um, yeah, the season season is upon us. So uh so we'll see how that goes. And I know on the the 14th the game that I'm looking forward to uh August 14th is the UEFA Super Cup, which will be Liverpool against Chelsea, the winners of the Champions League versus the winners of the Europa League. Um should be interesting, you know, all four teams that made it to uh the final for both the Champions League and the Europa League were all in the EPL. So uh yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that how that is. I'm interested because in that game, uh, Christian Pulisic, fellow American, um, he'll be playing. That that should be pretty pretty decent, especially playing against uh, Liverpool and uh, and that defense of theirs. Um, so yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, and I think that that about does it for the uh, the first episode in the podcast. Uh, the 90 and extra time. Um, if you guys want to contact me, um, you can hit me up on Twitter at 90 and extra time or on Instagram at 90 underscore and underscore extra underscore time or email uh, 90 and extra time at gmail.com. Um, you know, hopefully, this is the, uh, the first of many of this podcast um i hope you guys enjoy it um 
And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. You guys have a great day. Bye.